Every day, traders and investors dive in to tackle the ever-changing markets to find opportunity. Futures Radio Show is your number one source for answers to the questions that all market participants want to ask. Veteran futures trader Anthony Crudelli sits down with the most influential leaders and top traders in the industry. Now, here's your host, Anthony Crudelli. What's up, everybody? Anthony Crudelli here, and thank you for tuning in for this episode with Walt Lucan. Futures Radio Show is sponsored by CME Group, the world's leading and most diverse futures and options exchange. CME Group's markets help individuals and businesses around the world effectively manage risk. For access to free educational tools and resources for the active individual trader, please visit activetrader.cmegroup.com. Remember, new shows are posted on Mondays and Thursdays. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This show is also sponsored by Trading Technologies, FTSE Russell, and RJO Futures. To learn about some great offers that these sponsors have for our listeners, please visit futuresradioshow.com slash sponsors. Today I spoke with the president and CEO of the Futures Industry Association, Walt Lucan. As many of you know, one of the biggest events that FIA hosts, FIA Boca, was recently canceled due to the coronavirus. This is a very important event to me and our industry. It's where many of the leaders in the futures industry get together to network and host panels on the important topics impacting derivatives markets. Walt was kind enough to join me today to discuss what he would have been talking about at FIA Boca. We talked about how this is a very important time for futures markets. Walt gives us an update on how FIA is dealing with the coronavirus, with their operations and future events. He shares key trends happening in derivatives markets. And last but not least, we talked about the election and how a Biden victory may have an impact on the futures industry. So without further ado, let me take you right to the interview with Walt. Walt, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Anthony. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I know you're you're a very busy man, and you just put out a letter to all of us in the industry talking about the Boca that wasn't. Let's just start there today, Walt. Can you share with us what you wrote in that letter to the futures industry? Well, it's really a reflection about um, today would have been the first day of our Boca conference. And last week, we had the very difficult decision to cancel BOCA given the COVID-19 coronavirus. Um, And it just was reflecting on the things that we'll miss from BOCA, but that this was the right decision, that uh, the most important thing that people are at their desks doing their jobs, being the stewards of the markets uh, during this volatile time, um, and our markets are working. Um, You know, I think the, the piece I sent out was about, you know, we shouldn't be apologetic about our markets. They're actually doing exactly what they were built to do, manage risk, uh, discover prices. And we're trying to, at FIA, support the markets, make sure that the markets have the information to make good decisions, you know, make sure that customers are served. And so really the, the, the piece was about, you know, the decision of why we decided to cancel, um, how it came to be. Uh, but the points I would have made had I been in Boca are as relevant today during the coronavirus as they are, you know, um, had we not had the coronavirus. So I just wanted to make sure that the, the members of FI and the participants of BOCA know 
that we were thinking about them today, but the decision was right, and they're they're doing the the job they should be doing today, which is overseeing the markets. You mentioned that you shared some points uh, that you would be discussing when you were at Boca. Every year, I look forward to your. Uh, every year you kick off Boca or every FIA event with a speech. Can you share with us some of those points that you'd be discussing in that speech that you would normally be making? Well, yes. And I, I, I reference, you know, the power of markets. Um, You know, our markets are sometimes under attack, um, especially in a political election year. Um, Oftentimes, you know, people who are trading in the markets are attacked for, discovering prices that politicians may not like. Uh, But my view is that markets are simply like a mirror. They're reflecting supply and demand. Um, They're measuring the the, the temperature and the sediment of the information coming into markets. So I'm tired of being apologetic for markets. We should be strong supporters of markets and making sure that they're efficient, that they have the right information, that they're competitive. And so that would have been a big part of my speech is is making sure that people understand that markets are helping to find solutions. They're not the problem. They're going to be the, the, the thing that helps us find solutions to problems in our society. You know, secondly, and I mentioned this, the importance of thinking about the customers first. Um, you know, we oftentimes get busy, you know, staring at our own navels as an industry. But, uh, you know, as I reference in this in this piece, um, you know, that that Kak uh, Song, uh, one of the founders of our modern derivatives markets out of Singapore, reminds me that we sometimes forget and we get into trouble when we don't remember customers. So, you know, when we remember customers, everything else falls into place because customers remind us of how we should be doing our business, how we prioritize, making sure that markets are working for their benefit and for the economy as a whole. So that really was going to be a part of it as well. And lastly, the importance of data. Um, you know, whether it was in my former life as a regulator or today at FIA, I'm obsessed with data. I think data tells us how to make good decisions. Um, it can't always guarantee good decisions, but it can guarantee to inform decisions. So at FIA, we've really, over the last several years, tried to bring more qualitative data to the industry and quantitative data to the industry so that we're able to make better decisions, whether that's regulators, policymakers, or members of our industry. So those three things were going to be a big part of my Boca remarks this week. Well, first off, I have to thank you for your leadership. And you were right. We don't need to be apologetic for our markets. Our markets are doing exactly what they need to be doing right now. And they're, they're a necessity to the marketplace. And, you know, I want to go back to Boca for a moment because really Boca is, it's the biggest event I attend each year. And really it's the most important event for me because I feel it really sets the tone for the year. It's a great networking event, great panel discussions on how the industry is doing and what is going to be the main focus for the industry for the rest of the year. So every year when I walk away from Boca, I always have a theme, a theme for the industry's direction. We didn't go this year, but what would you say the theme this year would have been after we left Boca? Well, it's, it, you know, I think the coronavirus is a, a large intervening event. So I, I think it would be tone deaf of me to ignore the impact on the economy and our markets of what that will lead to this year. 
But I think, you know, with the Greenwich survey that we did to try to bring some market sentiment of where the issues are for our industry would have been part of that tone and try, trying to figure out, you know, what, what it is that we would come away from Boca with this year. I think for the most part, people feel the markets are healthy, uh, but there are some market structural issues that we're dealing with, um, whether it's cross-border issues. You know, people need access to markets. And during this time when there are trade wars and people, uh, you know, Brexit, um, and we got to make sure that we and customers have access to markets globally. I think the other thing is making sure that consolidation is not impacting competition in our industry. Um, so you see consolidation at all levels. That's customers, market makers, uh, exchanges, and FCMs. We want to make sure that we are eliminating impediments to competition. I was I was glad to see the the, the small exchange get uh, approved by the CFTC. So we have another competitor in the market that's offering products, um, and that would have been a wonderful announcement um, at Boca this week. So you know, competition and making sure we have access to markets, I think, would have been the big takeaway for me from this year's Boca. I can't stress enough that I agree with you about both fronts and, and really the competition side of thing. It is nice to see more exchanges come into play here. Uh, I think that competition only helps all of the industry. And this is a very important time for futures, in my opinion, with all of the volatility in the marketplace. As you mentioned, and I said, the markets are doing exactly what they've been built to do. Uh, it's helping people manage risk, discover prices, and as bad as this is for the world with coronavirus, because it's obviously a very terrible thing, um, it's it's a great time for traders and a great time for people to start looking at futures markets. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And what I'm really proud of and what I'm hearing from, from market participants is the financial industry is way ahead of the rest of the world on risk and redundancies and making sure that they can do their business no matter what the circumstances. And so we're going to see that there are problems with the coronavirus, um, you know, with certain businesses. But for the most part, our industry is way ahead of the rest of the world on making sure that customers can continue to access these markets, can manage risk, can hedge during these volatile times. Um, so I, I'm excited. I think we're going to come out of this healthier than ever and have tested a lot of the resiliency of our markets uh, throughout this period of time uh, in a way that's going to make us bigger and stronger uh, going forward. So this is a great time uh, for our markets. and I think we'll come out of this even stronger than before. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And, you know, because FIA does so much for our industry, specifically, you guys have over the last several years, done a lot more on the on the educational side of things. For those that are newer to the futures industry that want some education on futures markets and just in general things that are happening in our industry, where could they go on FIA's site to to learn about some of these things? Well, you can go to FIA.org and we have a variety of, of different uh, resources for people to you know, get up to speed um, on our industry. You know, our as a trade association, we're primarily focused on making sure that the regulatory issues are taken care of, that we're 
we're dealing with operational issues, with risk issues. But if you want just general education about our markets, we have joined with the CME, the National Futures Association, the Institute for Financial Markets, and the CME Foundation and ICE um, as, as well has joined an effort on education called Future, futuresfundamentals.org. And at that site, you can learn the basics of how futures contracts work, how they help set prices uh, for certain commodities around the globe, how people can utilize those markets to, to manage risk. And so whether you're a high school student, a college student, or somebody new to our profession, it's a great starting point to really understand how futures markets work, how clearing works, and how our markets help to ensure that the economy continues to grow and thrive going forward. Yeah, futuresfundamentals.org was pretty much exactly what I was looking for in that answer. And I think it's a, it is a great starting point for traders and even traders that have been in the industry for, for a little bit of time to go and check out that site because I always say go beyond the charts. You need to know how our industry works. If you're going to be in, the, in this industry, you guys do a fantastic job, like you said, with all of the other exchanges providing uh, good education on it. And with the coronavirus uh, happening right now, I know FIA is also launching a web page that provides info on your operational regulatory and risk work streams. Talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, we have, um, you know, there's there's a few areas that uh, the coronavirus is impacting our industry. One is our events, and we've already talked about Boca, but we have, uh, as a global trade association, we have several events coming up in the future, and we now have a dashboard that will tell you the status of those events, whether they're the large conferences we have or the small day events that we're having around the globe. It'll give you a sense of whether they're happening or not or whether decisions are having to be made about those events coming up. So that's useful on the event side. Uh, but also on the advocacy side, we have several work streams that members can join and be a part of uh, working groups and calls uh, that are regularly happening every week um, on, on, on regulatory issues, on operational issues, and on risk issues. So we're having calls and, and the staff members that are hosting those calls, their emails are listed on the page. So that if you're firm and you're a member and you want to join one of those calls to understand where we are, uh, if there's regulatory relief uh, needed, you know, we're talking to the CFTC and other regulators globally about how, what kind of relief is necessary to make sure that our BCP plans of potentially working from home can, can go on uh, as planned without violating any, any laws or regulations. So we host those calls um, weekly to make sure that uh, we're in compliance. And on our webpage, there's a dedicated page, I think, that's going live today that will we'll announce all of those, those resources at your fingertips. I want to go back to that derivatives market structure piece that was done in partnership with Greenwich Associates. And I was reading uh, some of your thoughts on it. And you had said that this study recently came out uh, and it provides a unique snapshot of industry views on several key trends in the derivative markets. Talk to us about some of those key trends. Well, I mean, I think we have tried to identify, you know, what are the, the big topics that are on the top of minds of the whole industry, but specifically to the customer. Um, so interesting, you know, it's it's a variety of different views, but, you know, access, as I mentioned, one of the key things that where there's potential for change is on access to markets. Um, 
And, and related to that is China. So uh, one of the, the key statistics in there that I, I found interesting was that you know, people are either nearly 50% of all the participants we surveyed are in China or expect to be in China in the near term. And so think about that, that you know, over 50% are going to have operations and access into China in the near term. So China's going to be, um, you know, we've been waiting on China for many years, but the access to that, those markets are going to be, you know, something in the near term that people are expecting China to continue to open its markets. They already are listing several commodities that are open to foreign traders. They've lifted the the percentage ownership bans on futures firms and securities firms. Um, we of course have the Hong Kong, uh, Shanghai links that are up and running. Um, so there's many ways to access China, and I think its economy as it continues to develop is going to require um, foreign help in order to help develop those 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 markets and the economy. So to me, that was a big part of the survey is seeing. How, how ready people are to access China and how important an issue that is. Um, I think I mentioned you know, some of the competition issues that people want to make sure that there's lower barriers to competition and what are those impediments. Um, the, I think the other thing that's clear is risk. Um, I think you know, 10 years ago when Dodd-Frank was passed, um, we made the right decision and we held up our industry as a model for reform. And that meant bringing more over-the-counter products into clearing. Uh, but when you put your eggs in one basket, you better watch that basket pretty closely, I think, as Mark Twain said. So what we're, we're, I think, over the last several years, people are making sure that if a more margin is held, more guarantee money is held with clearinghouses, that the clearinghouses are safe, well-managed, the governance is correct. Um, and so I think that's been a focus of a lot of market participants is ensuring that the governance and risk of the clearinghouses are up to up to speed. And I would say by large majority of our clearinghouses are world class. And, um, you know, there are, of course, suggestions on how to make them safer. Um, but I think on the whole, we're, we are, are doing a very good job with clearinghouses, but there may be ways that we can improve the risk management around clearinghouses. So that's clearly a topic that are is of of importance to some of the surveyed participants. I will put that piece that you and I are talking about right now uh, in the post today so people can come to futuresradioshow.com and, and download it. Where on your end can people go and, and get this derivatives market structure piece? You can go to FIA.org, and it's on the front page of our website. So it's the first news order or news item on our website today. So that's the quickest way to, to get there today. Okay. Uh, last thing before I let you go, it, it is an election year. And during election years, I think these FIA events and everything that you guys are doing are so important. I mentioned going beyond the charts. If you're in this industry and you're trading, you need to know what's going on and what are some of the implications uh, coming out of an election year. So what are some of the things we should be watching for if a Biden or Trump or Bernie wins this election? Well, I mean, it's politics are very important. And I think one of the, the items in our survey, the Greenwich survey, is political uncertainty. So the elections are important. Um, you know, I think there's uncertainty no matter who wins, given the candidates. But 
um, you know, for us, it's it's going to be uh, an interesting fall. Uh, you know, you had yesterday with Biden's win in Michigan and other states. Uh, it looks like he's more the presumptive candidate now for the uh, Democratic uh, Party. It's going to, I think, be difficult for for Bernie Sanders to make up the difference um, over the coming weeks. Um, and so, you know, Biden is going to try to figure out how it, he can sh- capture the middle of America, uh, some of those blue collar Trump voters um, and try to uh, make sure that uh, he wins. I think Trump's biggest concern, I think, you know, going into an election an incumbent normally with a strong economy um, has as a benefit of, of that office to and is most likely to win. Um, but given the coronavirus, that puts that at risk. And I think um, and his handling of the coronavirus puts that at risk. So you know, you're going to see the president doing some pretty bold things to try to recorrect the economy and also show leadership on the coronavirus over the coming weeks and months. So it's going to be fascinating to watch how this plays out. Uh, but there's big things at stake. I mean, the regulatory apparatus is controlled by the president. Um, so we would get you know a different agenda coming from regulators compared to um, you know the current administration if there's a change in the president. Um, and it's just going to, there are ideas out there that uh, have been supported by the candidates, including a financial transaction tax and other things that may impact our industry directly. So there are big stakes in play uh, for our industry, and we'll closely be following this at FIA as the fall transpires. Assuming it's going to be Biden and Trump, I mean, that is not too much of an assumption at this point. It seems like that's what it's going to be. Because Trump is already the president, if Biden becomes the president of the United States, what is one policy change that would maybe concern you for our industry? Well, I think, you know, a financial transaction tax has been uh, floated by Bernie Sanders um, and several of the other presidential candidates. Um, those may be, you know, vice presidential, vice presidential candidates for um, Senator Senator Biden. And so uh, for me, um, you know, I think that would be the biggest concern. Um, you know, our industry, as I mentioned, um, you know, already has consolidation. It already is struggling to compete. Um, if another tax on our industry would occur, um, you know, that may put some of the smaller uh, actors out of business and consolidate even further. Um, you know, a, a transaction tax is not going to hurt the bigger players, um, but those costs are going to be passed down to consumers, going to be passed down to smaller entities that can't handle those costs. Um, and so I, I, I'm afraid that if those things went forward, they would actually not raise the money uh, that they're expected to raise. They would, you know, they would lower competition. They would cause greater consolidation, um, and it would make the the too big to fails too more big <laughs> than they currently are. So, um, you know, I, I think it would be counterproductive to our industry um, and not a good policy to implement. Um, and so, we will be actively encouraging whoever is president against that idea for the reasons I've laid out. Well, what can I say? It's always great to speak with you. Thank you so much for your leadership and everything you do for the futures industry. Thank you for joining me on Futures Radio Show today. Anthony, it's a pleasure, and I hope to see you in Boca 2021. Thank you for listening to Futures Radio Show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. 
You can listen to all of our episodes on futuresradioshow.com, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher.